0: Hello, and welcome to the Taking Social Stock podcast. This is episode six. This week, we'll be discussing an ongoing trend, kind of, of removing monuments and statues to people who previously, and to some, are considered heroes, such as presidents and other historical figures. There has been this growing movement to remove these, and while it hadn't caught my interest before, because a lot of the people they were targeting, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. What caught my attention, though, was an article published uh, 1012 in result to some protesters in Portland, Oregon, who were targeting taking down statues of Abraham Lincoln and Theodore Roosevelt, two presidents who historically look back and say, like, we can point out things they did that everyone learns in their history books of great acts that they did. I thought, well, that's interesting. I don't view these presidents. I know Theodore Roosevelt definitely has some controversial stuff with native populations. But overall, I thought people viewed him pretty positively. So what did you think whenever I brought up this topic?
1: I thought, yes, <laughs> let's talk about this. Because you know how I feel about it. Yeah, I actually, I, I've been really, I was interested in, in talking about it too because I think this is sometimes more of a nuanced topic than people want to give credit to it.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Okay, so like you said, there are certain people where, where you say like it's a no-brainer, my guess is one of those people it would be fair to say is Columbus.
0: Uh, well, nowadays I would say that. Whenever, say, take me back 10 years ago, I would have said, I, I don't get it.
1: Yeah. No, that's fair. Well, so let's pretend it's today now. Because there's more and more information coming to light that has come to light over the past few years more broadly about how his life, his personhood was really built around cruelty. So somebody like that, yes, okay, by statue. But like you said, with some of the presidents, including Lincoln, who has long been a hero of mine, and part of that goes back to, and we can get into this later if you want, but it goes back to childhood. Growing up in Illinois, he was kind of, the way that we were taught about him, he was godlike, right? He was this great emancipator, uh, but we didn't learn more. I didn't know more of the nuances of him as a person until adulthood. I would say that it intrigues me because I think it it's kind of a case-by-case situation that deserves thoughtful discussion.
0: I think the issue comes in, though, is people don't want it to be case-by-case. They want it to be, hey, did you do any, anything possibly negative? You're done. I think it kind of is an extension of the cancel culture, in my opinion. won't go wholly into that, but whenever you start targeting people like Lincoln, uh, and the, I think the issue they cited in that article was because of the Dakota 38, which is a reference to the largest mass execution in U.S. history, which 38 Dakota Indians were sent to the gallows in 1862, accused of killing settlers. So that's the negative mark on Lincoln. And is it not worth promoting the good he did over some ruling that came out during his presidency? I don't know how much involved he was in this. And he very likely did have racist tendencies towards Native Americans because that was the thing of the time but is it really enough to say, hey, no more Lincoln, he's not good?
1: I do think that's case by case because I believe in this community where it is, there's a large native people population. There's There was one, I can't remember what city it was in, and it was a few months ago I told you about this, that there was this statue of Lincoln, and next to him was a slave on all fours, chain around his neck. The depiction was intended to say Here's the emancipator emancipating this person. It looked like he was petting a dog. That looks like what the depiction was supposed to be. So I would say, yeah, of course that should come down. So there are certain things where it's explicit when you anybody looks up at or looks at statue where he says, Yeah, that that particular statue needs to come down, whether it's a depiction or let's look at the community. If it's a community where there's a large native population, I think it's fair for them to say, this is not something that we want in our community.
0: I don't know, because he was still one of their presidents who still did everything else he did during his presidency. Yes, there may be a Native community there, but does that mean we should have different values on what, what constitutes a great man, depending on where you are? Because if you go down that route, well, then the South is justified in their want to keep some of these Confederate memorials because if they're in a community that wants them, That means it's okay, and I I don't think that is acceptable across the board. One of the things we talked about briefly before was, were the Confederates traitors? You know, obviously, we shouldn't accept any of their symbolism and their leaders as figureheads in our country. They played a pivotal role in our history. Pivotal does not mean good, but they were names that are worth being in a textbook, like General Lee. Obviously has a purpose of being in a textbook, not glorified in a textbook, but he was an opposition leader that's worth mentioning, but not worth commemorating in statues for our country. It doesn't make sense that we ever did. I'm not sure where where that sentiment came from. I think it was more states can do what they want and that's what happened. Or cities can do what they want and that's what happened. But yeah, I think those are easy to say across the board. They should be gone, right? Even if they're in a community, an isolated little community that says, yeah, we like this, even though everyone else in their Neighboring community says no, we don't like that. It's it should be across the board. What is what is considered fair? I don't think there's ever going to be a good line in the sand for that, and it's always going to continually move. But that's where I find this attacking statues like Lincoln. I I don't know what the statue looked like. If it was something like negatively portraying other peoples in the statue, I get it. A good example that too, mentioning the Lincoln one, is the Theodore Roosevelt statue in New York. Mm And I find that story particularly interesting. Did you read up on that one at all?
1: I Very, very high level, so tell me about it.
0: Okay, so it's a depiction of Theodore Roosevelt on a horse, and behind him is a Native American and a black man. And he's an, he looks very strong and big on his horse. It doesn't make the two behind him look weaker, but they're standing on the ground. He's clearly put in front and superior mm-hmm. to them. It's gotten a lot of flack, and it's in New York City in front of the Natural History Museum. And they said the museum, and the city both agreed we should get rid of it. Before they did, the one interesting thing I saw in the story is they actually reached out to one of Theodore Roosevelt's living survivors, it's like his great-grandson, and said, hey, here's what's going to happen and he basically said, yeah, I think that should go. So I think that that's a great handling of a situation. They weren't saying that Roosevelt's a bad guy, which there's still talks of that, of course, and it was because of the depiction statue. I think it was just him on the horse Without the two guys behind him, big different story.
1: Yeah, it's a mark of progress. I, you know, it's it's a different time, and it's a mark of progress for the city to recognize it. And I do think it's that's a good handling of it to make sure that the living descendant had the oppor- at least to know about it. My guess is they weren't asking permission, which I don't think they should, but it is good to get buy in and say here's here's the reason. You know, I think that you said the the line in the scene that's going to have to continually continually move. I think that's a mark of progress. It is looking at things on a case by case situation. It is saying that, Hey, when we were growing up, we had I'm guessing you did had that fun little song about the Nina, the Pinta and the Santa Maria. That's what I knew about Columbus, right? Mm-hmm. It was years and years later than learning about how horrific he, he was. And we do know as well, there are some in the Italian-American community who have frustrations about the the statue coming down. So we're also not, we're not trying to speak for entire people. And that goes back to it being nuanced. The line in the sand, it, we hear people use that as an argument, kind of as like a straw man to say, well, where is it going to end? So we should just, this is a part of history. Let's leave it up. Versus really entering into some difficult dialogue confronting our own biases our misheld beliefs based on what we were taught growing up and to say well now what we know should this statue exist at this point the way that it looks this person etc i don't know enough about the community where people are wanting the lincoln statue to come down to and neither do you based on our conversations
0: I think no I definitely don't that one seemed like it was growing of all the conflict that's going on in Portland you know there's a lot of activism going on and to me you know very naively it looks like just targeting anything that they can target Um,
1: well that leads to something else that this article goes into pulling down these protest or pulling down these statues when is it constructive and pointing to the larger issue of systemic racism and getting a more realistic holistic unsanitized version of the history that we all deserve as Americans to know more well-rounded history not just the winners right history right is what is said correct yeah so people pushing back on this i think when we see the the demand for statues to come down What we're seeing is thoughtfulness and people critically thinking, that I love. However, there's also, uh, as the article points out, at what point is not a distraction. I can't think of a better word for it because I don't want to call these actions a distraction because they're not. They're rooted in making this country better, more equitable. But to say pulling down a bunch of statues doesn't change policy to get to the root of this issue. So I have evolved in some of my ways of thinking, thinking more critically about what's really happening with his statues coming down. Are people stopping there, making themselves feel better, or what's really happening to to get to the root of this? So people who are being hurt, killed, disproportionately, so that stops.
0: Yeah. Well, I agree that... Well, I don't think it's a distraction. I mean, I think they go into that article. Maybe it was another one I yeah. read.
1: Well, I, like I said, I couldn't think of a better word. I don't think it's a distraction.
0: Yeah, but you can do both at the same time. You know, we're not that confined on hours in the day no. where you can't have a construction crew removing a statue while working on policy in the law, in your law offices. There was, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it was this article or another one where someone who, for the sake of the article, I thought this a little weird. They're like, this person's a 24-year-old, like, why, i didn't understand why her opinion should be a defining opinion on the issue Is I it the
1: mental health therapist yeah she was a okay. mental
0: health therapist and she was 24 years old and it was like but she says this and i thought that was a weird one to pull this is arbitrary i know but i was like wait give me an expert give me like some law expert give me a politician give me ageist no no it was more <laughs> like she's a mental health expert and she's young like I would think anyone who's a young mental health expert, considering you went down a similar career path, at least, you know, with your education, you have to have a graduate degree for that, right? So, at best, she's been practicing a couple years. I didn't know why that made her qualified. I was thinking more like, tell me she's a 24-year-old activist. Okay, I listen. But I just thought it was very strange. That not being the point, but she kind of said, like, these acts have to happen because otherwise you still have these symbols that you look at every day reaffirming these negative things you know like if it's a robert e lee statue in your community in the south that's just continuing to build what other people say like look we still have our thumb on you
1: yeah and i think it was this article that okay was it yeah i picked up something in the same vein but differently than in the article so i picked up on her giving insights but then there was a man later on who they cited as 77. So maybe I did remember her age because I thought, oh, they're try- it looks like they're trying to get uh different ages, different backgrounds, perspective on this, which I thought was really cool to see, to mm-hmm. say like, hey, people with different backgrounds and experiences, they're coming together saying something similar and and to paint a bigger picture of why this matters. Mm-hmm. So we think about, thinking about protests, right? I've been to plenty of protests. There's also been plenty of protests in our city that I haven't been to because I would track to say, oh, if it's if it's like 30 people showing up, I don't think there's really, and no disrespect to that, but I don't think that's really going to be a great use to my time in terms of the, the purpose of a protest, in large part, is to get attention. Protests are absolutely crucial to social change. H- history has proven that, but they aren't the sole thing. They're A component of it. So thinking back, 2020 seems like it's a decade long, but just a few months ago, with George Floyd's murder, I had friends and acquaintances who, for what I, I went to one of the protests, but for one of the whatever reason, they didn't, and they would beat themselves up for it, and we would have discussions around this. This is one aspect of making change. It's really about who's going to be using their voices, their experiences. The resources to contribute to making things better over time. So I'm sharing that to say, yes, the statutes coming down are absolutely important, but I also think it's important for the people who are doing that to check themselves to say, is this the only thing they're doing, or are they contributing to longer-term changes as well?
0: Well, I guess that uh, leads right into something else I want to mention. So obviously, Lincoln and Roosevelt are presidents, and... Of our presidents, twelve of our presidents, uh, so basically a quarter of them, were slaveholders, mm-hmm. including Washington. Eight of them held slaves while they were in office. What do we then start striking their monuments completely? Like, if we now deem that, well, Lincoln, because of the way he treated Native Americans, was is a negative person or indigenous people, do we now just say, okay, let's go to the Lincoln Memorial, one of our one of our biggest memorials in the country. Are you asking me that? Yeah. What about the Washington Memorial? I mean, these are things that are centerpieces of what people view of as America, in my opinion. It just seems far-fetched to me that we would ever get to the point where we would say, tear down those monuments or rename them because that's part of the fabric of our country think we look back and say like why did we destroy that a lot of these small statues i get but when what about when we start thinking about the big monuments
1: i i don't know if we will and and when you say what we how we built america slaves built
0: america yes i'm not not saying that but i said fabric okay of our country what about our fiat system so our, our currency since like the 19 i think it was 1928 or something we've had the same people on all of our money and of those we have 3 or 4 there were slaveholders.
1: Yeah. We were trying to get Harry Tubman on something for a while. That didn't go. That hasn't panned out yeah. yet. That shows that there can be updates just because a certain president's been on them forever doesn't mean that they have to be forever. I'm sure. I'm saying that to say we we have to continually challenge ourselves to say can this change? Should this change? I think that there is a, such a thing as being too nuanced, where I think is where maybe you're going. And here's why <laughs> is Because if we are willing to truly, uh, as the American education system, as for, you know, to teach who people were as whole people, then we're going to be able to see some of those monuments in different ways. You know, looking into Jefferson and Washington, slaveholders, right? Like you said, what I did is this was a quite a quite a rabbit hole but jefferson he started out as an abolitionist but within about 20 years he was not an abolitionist and over the period of his life he wound up owning about 600 people multiple generations that he could look down from his perch and see multiple generations working Mm -hmm. on his property in monticello right i think he kind of had a perspective of well if you can't beat him join him There were some people who would say, well, he was an abolitionist up until the end. Well, no, he wasn't, because he owned 600 people.
0: Or also, he just gained wealth throughout his life and accumulated slaves. At the beginning of his life, he had less wealth, probably less prestige. So he had less slaves. And then as he gained wealth, he did what every other wealthy man that he knew was doing. You think of a lot of those presidents who held slaves. Would they have been presidents if they didn't? Or was it every possible candidate would have probably been a slaveholder? You can't erase all those presidencies and say they were all vile people because I think every everybody who would have potentially won those elections probably would have been a slaveholder. That was what was prescribed as wealth. And they were also the ones able to weasel their way into office. You know, I'm sure there was a lot of shady stuff. You remember the, the Lincoln movie?
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: was that called? Uh was it just called Lincoln? I think Came so. Came out like fifteen years ago yeah, or ten years ago.
1: Yeah. It 15- showed
0: him kind of scurrying around trying to make things happen and kind of being like, I've been watching a lot of Survivor. He was like a guy who thinks he's going to get voted out, running around trying to get everything passed to get slavery abolished. He was scurrying around and making some wheeling and dealing. And I'm sure that's actually what politics looked like.
1: So with Lincoln, I think he's been a name that's come up multiple times right, in this discussion. He is somebody who I think is a good example to say people hopefully, I don't, I don't know there, but hopefully in schools are starting to see him as a a human versus this great emancipator. Because when I was growing up, he really was taught to us like a God. And mm-hmm. it is, look at this benevolent guy who cared so much about people. He believed in equality. No, he actually did not believe in equality. He, um, he did not believe that black people and white people were equal whatsoever. No. And he made a lot of his choices around abolition because it was financially beneficial.
0: Yes. And you saying that made me think of just all the crazy stuff. I don't know what grade schools look like today. So parents out there, you can write in and tell us, but I just remember making, you know, like my cutout pilgrim hat and cut out Indian feathers and doing that stuff like
1: Native you know
0: or Native Americans and learning about, columbus and that it was always so great you know putting on like little i'm sure we did little plays and things around it i wonder what tell us what that looks like in schools today i'm very curious how grade schools are handling thanksgiving and all that and especially i'm curious how it's handled in different areas you know if you go how is it when you go more rural if you go to like western southwestern missouri or central missouri like the ozarks area versus even cities st louis compared to chicago compared to new york It's got to be way different.
1: Yeah, I would be really interested. Yeah,
0: I'm really interested in knowing. I'm sure we could Google it, but yeah, it was. You look back at what we were doing as kids, and it was just all good fun. But it was completely naive, and I wonder what the teachers thought delivering this to the children. I'm guessing they just didn't think any better either of the situation. It's such
1: as it's so sanitized. It's so whitewashed, Mm -hmm. and you know, to to think about the the idea of the statues. I know we veered off of that a little bit, but clearly it's because there's so much packed into why does it matter if these statues come down? What what statues should come down? What should the conversation look like? I've not heard anybody say, let's take down the Lincoln monument. I think you can look at a monument for what it's worth to say, regardless of this person's flaws, which he did have flaws. He and i don't want to say the litmus test is columbus who would cut off people's hands and make them wear around their around their necks um or who well well it was just a monster but i think there are some people where it's very clear of like well of course this should this shouldn't exist anymore given what we know but i think we can look at somebody holy and say holy being w h o l l y and say that you know Their action led to people not being owned anymore. And was it a perfect emancipation? No way, because people were left without anything. It was two more years before the last people who were enslaved learned that the emancipation happened two years prior. But I think there, even when it's somebody who I had looked up to as, you know, like a Lincoln for most of my life, and I still do for his actions, but I see him as a person now versus a God to be able to look and say, well, this, this community wants that statue turned pulled down. Let's look into that to see if it's they, because they read this thing and they want it turned pulled down or what, what else might there be happening in this community where I should listen a little more.
0: Yeah. I, st- this one still is a kind of a struggle for me just because I think it's It'll continue to go, like if we say, okay, well now we're going to take down all of the, who knows, uh, Lincoln, well I guess this is where I'd want to go with that. So, sure, maybe we take down some of the Lincoln statues, but another one that they've targeted is Ulysses Grant, and overall, a fairly good guy. He did own a slave before he was president that was gifted to him, but that was enough for protesters to target statues of Ulysses Grant. Overall, though, he was the general of the North, he did a lot of very important things for getting rid of slavery. I mean, he was he viewed slavery as abhorrent. He came out and said that, you know, he deeply regretted the slave he did own that he didn't even purchase, but he still could be a target because, well, he owned a slave, and he owned it before the abolition, or before the emancipation, and he, got, he freed the slave. He let the slave go. If you're going to start targeting that, it's starting to stretch a bit to me. One is that day, like
1: a one-off, though? Because I haven't heard much about Grant statues coming down. That
0: was a one-off. Okay. But that's all it takes is now if that gets pressed that, hey. Is it, though? Yes. All you got to do is get one movement that says, hey, we targeted this statue. The next city that has one, if they don't have a better stat- statue to target, great. Someone else did it. It sets a precedent, in my opinion. But I did hear one good kind of alternative way to handle these. It was one person said, "Hey, just take the statues of Columbus, which a lot of them are like seven, eight feet tall, or like twelve or thirteen feet tall. They're huge, but put it in a museum. I do think some of these need to be uh, maintained because some of them are works of art. Like I think like if we start applying this to the works of art of, you know, me being Greek descendancy, like all the great Greek artwork. Well, there's a lot of terrible Greeks, but." there's still like historical importance to some of this artwork. And I don't think all of it should be kept by any means. I'm not saying save all the statues. They're great. They're great pieces of art. No, but you can take some, put them in museums and you put a plaque that says, here's what the statue was. Here's why it was removed. And I think that would be Columbus cutting off hands. Not really something you're going to teach like six-year-olds, but it's something that creates a very good teaching point of, you know, how to view people through history uh hermeneutics is something we learned Mm -hmm. when we went to bible college Mm -hmm. and i think that's a key part lacking a lot of people's understanding of the bible and i think it's a key thing that we were lacking in our understanding of these historical figures growing up is what was the culture they're in why did it exist the way they did why do we respect them now but why do we not honor them the way that we maybe thought we did this is oversimplifying
1: it but because Most people probably have never heard the term hermeneutics. It's really about context. Yes. Is really what you're getting at.
0: Yes. And I I thought that was a great way. Obviously, there's tons of Columbus statues. Yeah. The guy, like every state has a city named after him. There's tons of high schools and everything named after the guy. But you can save a couple, put them in our big national museums, and put the real story there, say, here's why it was created. Here's what we did with it. I think that's very interesting as an exhibit then. And covers both sides.
1: I think that'd be interesting too. And I think in terms of any reasonable person would also agree that we have, to, we have to talk about history. It doesn't mean that we never see a depiction of Columbus again. It's all about context. How are we? Are we looking up to this 12 to 14 foot symbol or literally and figuratively looking up? Or is it that we're learning about what his role in this air quotes, discovering America meant for those of us who are here now. So it's all really about the context. And I would say if somebody is totally you're going to go opposite ends of the spectrum, really, really, really far, very opposite ends of the spectrum, people who say, no, anybody who did X, Y, and Z, those statues have to come down. Those monuments have to come down versus somebody who says, no, we got to keep them up. That's, that's how I view history, which I think those are very few comparatively on, sometimes they am going to be the loudest voices.
0: You might be surprised. Just remember what happens in our elections. Well, You this, can have people who have totally opposite no. views, and it's kind of split across the board in the country. So I think people tend to be very, uh, it's a plastic word. They go really hard one way or the other. I don't think there's a lot of middle ground When it comes to people's true opinions on things,
1: Mm. I was thinking about this, and here's where I was going with it, though: is anybody who's reasonable, if they're not, if they're saying no, they all need to come down, or no, none of them need to come down, and that's where they are. I'm probably not going to spend a lot of time dialoguing with that person, or I'll try, and then it's a brick wall. Brick wall. I'm going to have to stop because that person really doesn't want to have a reasonable discussion. I think anybody who's willing to have A reasonable discussion on it is going to have uncomfortable moments of like, like thinking, well, what about this or what about this or I don't know or this is, this is bad. This person did bad things, but they also did good things. I think those kind of things, as long as those discussions, long term, drive what is or isn't being removed, then
0: that's what we need. There'll never be discussions. It'll be discourse, and then people either caving to the pressure from... But discussions the discu- are
1: happening because of... But discussions are happening because of that discourse.
0: I don't know how much they are. I think there's... At the
1: policy level, people... I think there's
0: some. I don't okay. think there's a ton. I think it's more, do we acquiesce or not?
1: <laughs> well...
0: I see this as people being very reactive and going after any figure they can. I... To me, this is... Me being kind of a, uh, I don't know, bleak looking, <laughs> but I just see it—we going down this road of well, we just need to get rid of any statue that's a person. The only thing you can have is dogs, cats, and maybe, you know, maybe a child. But I that'll think you're probably wildly be the, wrong. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like how are you ever going to? Just everybody has done. I guess that's what I'm saying. Everyone's done something wrong. You dig long enough, especially now in a media age where everything you've ever done and said is kind of recorded. How's anyone ever going to? Be worthy of a monument now. I think, and this is a topic for another day, I grew up, as I've said in other episodes, in Southeast Missouri, an area that great people, nice people, church-going people, but it's a community that had a lot of racism built into it, things that I was ingrained into me as a child growing up that I didn't realize were there until I moved to a real city. Uh And then I got to a real city. I remember my first encounter with a black man in the city, and he was a guy at a guitar shop. He was super nice, and I thought it kind of blew my world view in some ways. Where I was like, "Wait, this isn't what I was taught in my hometown." Mm-hmm. I'm, and again, a town that you've been in. We both lived in when we first got married. Great people, but as a child growing up, that's what I was taught. So everyone, like, so when you my, say
1: great people, you mean kind people,
0: kind people, and yes, great people, not like great like historical figures. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying. <laughs> Great people, people who would do anything yes, for you. give
1: you the shirt off their backs, Of course, yes. I was
0: white. I don't know the, how it was to grow up a minority in yes. that community. My point of that is, is I came out of that community someone who, well, if I didn't change and evolve myself, I would have been someone who you're like, nope, not talking to that guy. I, I, was, been, I yeah. was a good guy overall, in my opinion, but I did not have enough other exposures. And I, that's why we view travel as so important. But going back a little bit on that, do we think people change like so was let's not go to columbus but let's say lincoln or someone or grant who had a slave for mm-hmm. or slave for a while well we want to believe the people who commit crimes can uh what's the word whenever they reform or whatever what's the word you would oh, use Oh
1: man uh, i don't know the brain's not working i know what you mean
0: yeah so yeah. we want to think that well people can change. Like, okay, you committed a crime when you were 19, you can become a productive member. society. You, uh, you can still be what everyone else's view is, I don't know, honorable, whatever term you want to use. But we want to look at historical figures and say, well, they did one bad thing at one point, they could never have evolved.
1: I think you're talking about looking at, are we judging people on an action for a period of time or actions over a period of time? Or are we looking at just long-held I'm patterns? just saying,
0: are we just saying that, well, if you did something bad, you could never have evolved past it?
1: Well, clearly some people are.
0: Exactly. And that's why and that's I guess that's, gonna be that way. that's my root of issue with this. Because, well, you know what? 22-year-old Andy, who is out of Bible college, I would call a racist today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, well, I think I'm a lot better than that nowadays. I'm definitely not perfect. I don't know everything about race. I don't know everything about history. I don't know everything about being a good person. But I try better, <laughs> you know, that's, man, that's that's kind of what hangs me up on this is if we start going down the route of judging every historical figure by the worst acts they did and not the best acts they did, it gets really muddy.
1: Yeah, I think you you said, hey, I don't want to, maybe this sounds bleak. No, I think actually think that sounds hopeful for you. You're saying like, hey, I think people can change. We, we need to create a space for people to change.
0: But if you're dead, you can't. make that no one can give you that space
1: okay so using grant as the example since you've used that one i would need to know more context how many people who what was this situation yeah there are plenty of people who are pulling down statues who they i don't think they can or they're not i don't i don't want to say they can or they can't but i think plenty of people who are engaged in community work the activism being community work that not everybody there is seeing things holistically. Some people do they want to destroy? Yeah, not many do their actions get recorded. So it makes it seem like they're more than there are who are doing bad things. Yes. But I think that many, many people are looking at these situations and trying to look at the people holistically.
0: I, that's what I'm questioning. Okay. Well, I oh.
1: one thing I said, I think what will be interesting is there they're going to have to be studies. Maybe there are already one started around statues being pulled down to see what did we say today? It'd be interesting in a year or two to listen to this and say, what did we say today that was total assumption or speculation and what tracked with what we've seen actually happening with the data over time?
0: And also, we'll leave it to you, dear listeners, <laughs> to determine what you think. That's gonna be it. This is a long episode. Kinda got a little <laughs> little more, I guess, involved than I expected it yeah. would. I viewed it as a slippery slope. I'm more pessimistic, I guess. But let us know what you think. You can email us at taking social stock at gmail.com. Taking social stock <laughs> at gmail.com. And otherwise we will see you guys next week.